This is a previously recorded episode. Gentlemen, this is part two of the Ninja Starship podcast, broadcasting live from the floor of the Motor City Comic Con. Joining me, I got a full table of excellence here. Pure talent, Jay Clark, host of an Elegant Weapon podcast. What, 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 what? The other Derek from Drunk on Comics. What up? And my compadres in pod from Top Rope Review, Josh Ramy and Mike. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Woo, 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 woo. (laughs) And there's those guys. You don't have a Playing video games because we are partnered with Activate as part of our booth, which is amazing. Guys, how has the con been so far? Because my experience this year, this is kind of the the unofficial one-year anniversary of the show. This is where the idea was birthed. This is where it was created. And now it is this monster that is unstoppable. (laughs) And I'm loving it. Uh... We had our podcast panel with Ming and Mike, uh, yep. Derek from Comic Pros and Cons, also Big Dev from Snake Oil Comics. Mm-hmm. I thought it turned out pretty good. I thought uh, it turned out fantastic. I just got a message on Twitter. You did too. You probably haven't seen it yet. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember how to pronounce the handle, but it's the show that had the 360 cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys. And they were like, oh my God, they mentioned us, and blah, blah, and they were there, and so thankful for hanging out. So, you know, shout out to those Feedback guys. Feedback already, that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. I'm really sorry, I can't remember the name right now, but I mean, obviously. But you guys, we love you guys. Yeah, but you guys, <laughs> well, I, I followed them back, and I said, keep in touch, so we'll straighten that out. Awesome. What's been the, what's been the highlight for you, Derek? Oh, man, so much. Um... Talked to some really cool uh, comic creators while I was here. Uh, some people I hadn't met before. Finally got to talk to Ted McKeever after uh, tweet his uh, original unsuccessful Twitter adventure for three months. Yeah. But <laughs> finally got to talk to him in person. He thought I was the other Derek for <laughs> quite a while. So we got that squared away. Um, karaokeing with uh, Jimmy and Jay on Friday night was oh, yeah. freaking amazing. A little bit of Weezer action. Yeah, that was fun. And, lit. and lit. We and did lit. lit. My right. own worst enemy. Yeah. 90s rock music. My, my voice is about uh, 30 years older now from doing that. <laughs> Dude, but I was so hoarse by that point, honestly, I because I, I was carrying around that championship belt all night, guys, and uh, kept calling myself the champ and screaming and being belligerent, and it was awesome because the next day when I went to get a Bloody Mary to cure my hangover, I get up to the bar, and they're like, the champ is here. Everybody, <laughs> the champ is here. I'm like, ah, I made an impression. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the whole weekend, though, York peppermint patties. Dude, you've yeah. eaten about I've, 70 I've eaten of those. at least 70. Whoa, we got, Whoa. that's good. Hi, everybody. Whoa. We're doing a podcast Whoa. over here. Welcome. <laughs> God, what? Josh, what's your highlight been? Well, it's been awesome watching this con grow over the last couple years. It's nuts in here right now. Um, but other than my epic selfie with Ric Flair... From that was pretty night. good, yeah. Uh, I would, I would have to say the we had an awesome interview with Hakeem Zayn uh, on Friday. I mean, guy came over was going to do like 15 minutes with us. We almost went an entire episode length. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. I think that's my highlight. Hell yeah, Mike. Well, I got here uh, about an hour and a half ago, and I've never been to a con before. Oh, this is a baby. Oh, my gosh, yes. Terry Poppin' Daddy. I've been to some small small stuff, but nothing on this scale, and it is insane. There's just so many people here, so many exhibitors. I don't know where to begin. I just got back from, like, a small wander. I went down a couple aisles, and I I immediately came back. I was a little too much at first, so I'm going to do another 
walk around in a couple more minutes. Oh, yeah. Your, your yeah. first con's always the most overwhelming. I just don't know. How do I take yeah, yeah. this yeah. in? Is that a Danny DeVito pin you're wearing? It is. That is fantastic. <laughs> Where did you find a Danny DeVito pin? Just some pin website on the <laughs> Sweet. It was a whole Always Sunny cast. Oh, man. I've been so That's... addicted to that show lately. Too brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. What's up, Facebook? We're getting Facebook, We're Facebook live. live right what, now. What? 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 Facebook.com forward slash Ninja Star Pod. You can watch the live feed or whenever I stop doing the this. The six thing, is you know. in the house. <laughs> So, yeah, very good times. Um, Today, man, I mean... You know what was a blast? What? Our little after-dark recording session last night at the bar. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we're we're all sitting down at the bar, and uh, we're all just kind of just hanging around in this little lounge area. And then Dave pulls out the two uh, handhelds and just goes, all right, go. So we we all just start (laughs) potting, and then... uh, Mike and Ming come over. Or no, just Ming. Just yeah, just Ming came over. And it, it just, one thing after another after another. Travis uh, McIntyre from Source Point Press came over. And it was a lot of fun, man. Even Aaron Very inebriated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Aaron. Normally, she just comes for the weed. Yeah. But she actually opened her mouth. So it was pretty cool. I think we're going to end up posting some of that stuff. Oh, oh for yeah, sure. Dude, it has to be at this point. <laughs> I don't think we got too degradating or anything. No, not too bad. It was still good. No, it was good, man. What, 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 uh, what did we call it? Oh, the, it was like... a drunk, The Drunken Ninja Weapon with special guest Ming Chen. No. The, <laughs> the Drunken, drunken ninja, ninja Weapon in the D with special guest yeah, Ming Chen. Yeah, Drunken Ninja Weapon in the D with special guest Ming Chen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's yeah. a total mouthful. We're going to be doing something with that later because oh. this is your oh. 200th episode 200 day. Ep- it was also a blast uh, to be recording Drunk on Comics 200th episode the other day. We started it very, very close to each other. I think... Drug on Comics started just after I did. Because when I started, oh, that's I was right at your 200 episode yeah. too. This is like a landmark for everybody. Yeah, this man. is a yeah. crazy weekend for podcasts. Because yes. when I started podcasting like five years ago, I was really hobby about it. I didn't put it out weekly. I just put them out kind of randomly. And then I started to be like, I should probably like do this regularly. So that's why I should actually be a bit ahead of you guys. But, you know. I don't know. We, we weren't counting our interviews. It's good that either, it coincided, so. though. I mean, five, yeah. almost five years, our shows have been like linked. And, you know, here we are, 200 episodes later, Motor City Comic Con, kind of where it all began. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to have a, another kind of a milestone because when we do Top Rope today at 4 p.m., who's our guest, Josh? Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. Uh, one of the few wrestlers who have a, uh, a victory over Brock Lesnar. Just saying. I mean, it might be a disqualification victory, but we don't, need to, we don't need to get into details. That'll be we on that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited for that, I got to say. Yeah. We're on our 30, 32nd episode, so we're, you know, we're catching up. You that's know? all right. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's it, okay. Just so it's our milestone 32nd episode. Milestone <laughs> yeah. number 32. We made one. it this far. But you get to 37, because in the podcasting world, 37 is an important number. Well, on part one of this, we kind of talked about... uh cocks! <laughs> That's a suckety dick on the way out of the parking lot. <laughs> we had uh, some Civil War conversation on the first part of this. But, uh, it, you know, with all the reveals that since this last episode, there was two weeks. I was in Vegas. We didn't get to cover a lot of stuff. Yeah, We've seen a lot of reveals from... I know, right? I feel bad about it. 
Sorry, everybody. But we had a uh, reveals of Doctor Strange. We got a new Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. What is everybody uh, looking forward to with this new Doctor Strange movie? To finding out about Doctor Strange. Me too, because yeah. I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange. Other either. than, like, I know he's that good of a character to where you know when he's mentioned in things, it's like, oh, it's okay, it's cool. And like, I did like what they did with him in Secret Wars, you know, the, the, the A part that came out, which was really good. Yeah. But as far as outside of that, I don't know too much about Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm hoping this will be the movie that makes Benedict Cumberbatch for me because I don't, I've never understood the hype. Oh yeah, really me neither. No. Sorry, I'm kids. I can't stop eating these York peppermint patties. So <laughs> forgive my mouth. So I, I, I don't dislike them. I've just never understood the hype. But I think that you this movie is going to be awesome. Watch Sherlock. You'll understand. Sherlock's the Sherlock's amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he was bad when he was con, not con. Well, right. I'm I thought not, he, yeah, I'm not I like bad. That. I like him as that, but that's the only thing I really know him from. Even he, the where I thought he was good when you see him in all these different roles. So, yeah. You know, Heavy him, Doctor Strange, that voice when you hear him talk at the trailer, you're like, right? He's he's American accent all yeah. the way on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna be good. I, I, I mean, I've hearing a lot of people say, oh, they they wish it was more trippy, or they. I mean, you really haven't you seen any. It looked like Inception it, in the it, one. Yeah, scene. it did. And plus, like, it's the previews. They're not or trailers. They're not going to show you all the awesome stuff to make you go there. If, if they did that, it would be Batman versus Superman. Is see what I'm saying? Or Terminator Genesis, well, where they give away the key himself. plot right in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> Well, we got. Uh, we also had the Power Ranger suits, but we talked about that. Um, I'm yeah. at a, I don't even know where to go from this. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm at a loss for dead air. Hey, we got um, uh, X Men Apocalypse coming out. Oh yes, X Men well, Apocalypse. News happened while we were here. Um, to just sober the moment, let's uh, let's give a little respect paid out to Mr. Darwin Cook. All right. Uh, you know, very sad to hear. Very tragic that we lost Mr. Cook, uh, an amazing artist, a uh, little bit of a rebel. You know, he definitely made his mark in the scene. If you're not familiar with the work of Darwin Cook, please, please go check it out. I'm afraid he just announced on Friday that he had cancer and was gone the next day. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a big hit to the community right now. You know, I know uh, a lot of folks, a lot of veterans in the comic book community are seriously feeling it. So, you know, uh, our condolences to his family and friends. Yeah. He will be missed. Hey, uh, we're trying to podcast here, guys. Every time you, you talk like about something serious, down. Jimmy. I know. What are you going to do, though? Uh, the, uh, to lighten it up back on a trip, Supergirl is officially moving to the CW. You know, I'm actually very excited about this because yeah. I watch every single one of those CW shows. And the main the main thing is that now I don't have to switch to another channel. Just to watch to hit it. That button, I don't hey, have to Jimmy. hit that button. Everything. I'm all for the easier. So much work. And uh, all right, now they were saying that the problem with it was that it was like some three million dollars per episode to to push this out there. Yeah. But now we're gonna film it differently. And it's not really differently. It's uh, moving to the CW. The show moves to Vancouver. Okay. Where the tax situation is greatly improved for the show. Uh, it's just basically they're moving it to a cheaper place to. Where they can get away with that stuff, right? I don't think the show will change drastically. I just think uh, right now the CW is better fit, you know, better design for that kind of show, you know. Yeah, mm. I'm all in for it, man. I think I, I think it was out of place being on CBS. Really? Yeah, you're gonna see mad crossover now, though, which is cool. Right? Yeah. So I know CW eventually we're just gonna have 24 hour comic book channel. <laughs> now, well, see, you now like the thing that got me was when they did the the Flash uh, Supergirl crossover. Okay, he go. He flashes in another Earth, 
but Superman still exists in that Earth. But then when he goes to Earth 2, like, there, you know, you see on the phone, Clark, Diana, Bruce, all that. Yep. So it's like, it's hinting that they're there as well. So, I mean, why wouldn't Supergirl be in Flash's universe already? Because they just couldn't, well, logistically, they couldn't come up with making it work just because of the show. I think they want it to be that way, and it can be that way now yeah. that they're moving over. So they'll probably do something clever to straighten that all out. But these shows are going to get to a point where they're going to have to show us some stuff. We're going to have to see some higher caliber, you know. I don't see how long they can get away with making Superman not seen on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when uh, he was in the coma because he'd been Earth on Earth long enough to be affected like the humans? What yeah. If humans were taken over? Yeah. And all you saw was his boots. <laughs> right, lying on that table, and then you see him like the the one scene where he flies in and gets sucked down, yeah, and yeah. you know starts walking in the. But you don't, you can't see who he is it's or cool any of that. that. They do that, and it's fine. I think eventually someone's going to have to fill that role. Yeah, and of course, as the dreams have been going, everybody wants Tom Welling to step back in there. But we'll see. I'm all for it. I, I wouldn't sure. hate that. I sure. wouldn't hate that. You know what I want to see? I want to see a scene. I want them to bring Superman into it. So there's a scene between him and uh, the Atom. Oh. And you know that they would make some sort of quip that Brandon Routh was Superman. Superman yes. And, you know, that I'm waiting for that quip. <laughs> you know, the, the writing on these shows are so good. It's It gives me, like, I'm, my 8 o'clock, Monday through Thursday, is set to these CW shows. Yeah. And on Arrow, we just recently had a, a major cast loss. You know, Laurel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That she ends up being the one that we've been. We knew someone was going to die. We knew someone was going to die this whole time, and it ends up being Laurel. And I have never been one to get you know teary eyed during Arrow ever. Like Flash has done it to me plenty, but not Arrow. But yeah. that that did it. To be honest, <laughs> I, I felt like I've never been a fan of hers. Uh-huh. I, I, I wasn't sad to see her leave the show. To be you know, I'm, I'm not either, but it was just, it wasn't even her that left. It was when <laughs> Ollie walks out of the hospital room and Captain Lance walks yeah, into the hallway. The when they saw each other, that's yeah, what did it. I was like, you're right. I that's mean, it was the pathetic, sure. like, jaw shake whimper. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> you had the trembles? I had the trembles, yeah. That, that one did it for me. Um, Tony! Tony! Tony, had... you want to grab a mic? Come sit down. Eat. Oh, eat food then. Fine. <laughs> Priorities. Do you have to do um, special around this party? Yeah, you got to uh, dance on one leg. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Yeah. It's all yours. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. There was a moment... Like, Flash gets me welled up all the time. Yeah. Like, those mommy-son moments. You, Every you're time. Talking. But Supergirl's done it once or twice, too. Yeah. There's, like, I didn't expect to like that show as much as I did. Even the first couple apps, I was like, okay, they're really pushing towards the kids and the preteen girls and, you know, giving them... But no, they've kind of... They've expanded it a bit. And I'm really surprised how much I like that show. She is fantastic. Oh, Melissa Benoist She's is amazing. She's the best part. Like, yeah. she is phenomenally talented, man. Like, yeah. so good. The, so, I love it. The Red Tornado episode got me yeah. when she's all pissed and she just shoots, you know, her laser yeah. vision at it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. That rage. She's like, yeah. Ah! Yeah, that oh, did it for me. so good, man. So good. So well done. You know, more will keep coming, you know? Yeah. I've been, I'm excited because they've been talking about how Legends of Tomorrow, they're going to switch up the cast every year. 
Oh, okay. So every, they'll keep that show going by having a new team every year. You think they'll go back in time and save Laurel Lance and, no, and bring uh, the sisters together? No, I think that's one of them paradox things. Oh, know, yeah, right. right. You can't mess well, with time Well, she doesn't know like her that. sister's dead, right? <laughs> no, not like, yet. know of all the crap that's been going on. So, yeah, not yet. You know, but a lot of the talk has been adding Constantine to the team for next year. Of Legends so of Tomorrow? Than, yeah, so rather than keep, give him his own show, keep the character going with Matt Ryan, yeah. but just put him on the Legends of Tomorrow. Because he would make, he would, he, he would do really, the character of Constantine would do wonderfully in that mix. Going to turn it into a little Justice League dark type thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Then you're mixing be... science and magic, like, to a really big degree. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet deal. So, How do you guys feel about uh, Voltron coming to Netflix? Yeah! <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, there you do. Just learn that from Podcast Detroit. Um, Dropping knowledge bombs. I was so about. I think part of the reason, Jimmy, I couldn't get into Power Rangers is because you had Voltron first. I had Voltron first, <laughs> and then when I saw them, I'm like, okay, that's Voltron without the Voltron. Uh huh. You know, and then they had the Zords, and I was like, are they going to combine? To make one to ultimate make, Zord? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, did they ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. So, I, you, I think there was a lot of... In, well, what was first with... What was it originally called? The Super Sensei? Su- Super Sensei, yeah. Super Sensei. Does that predate Voltron? That's from, ni- like, 1976, I believe, is when that, that came out. predates Voltron, then. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if maybe Voltron took a little influence from then for the outfits. Oh, I think they all you know, did, yeah. The, color. But the best thing in Voltron is when they have to get to the lion's... And then, like, jump and swing down those, like, hole things. And you see all of them, like, they go, bam, 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 bam. You see all five of them on screen just, like, shooting towards the lion. Yes. Oh, I love Animation from that era, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it yeah. supersedes what they're doing now. It, it, there, there was Some of it. Well, some was really bad. Okay, some was really bad. But I'm talking the ma- all those main shows that debuted in 85. Like the anime shows. Yes. Yeah, you yes, know. Yes, those I mean, were the best. When you watch G.I. Joe and Transformers, there's some really bad yeah. stuff that happens. But, I mean... That was Korea pumping them out. They were more commercials for the toys, right? right? But Voltron was like, every episode was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You knew it was going to go. Then they'd have to get the lions. They'd be losing, so they'd have to form Voltron. Then he'd be losing again. Then you'd have to bring out the power sword. Then it was over. Then he cut whatever in half with his power sword, and it was done. And you didn't care. Just give it again. Right. the same thing over and over again. Voltron was it. Well, formulaic doesn't mean bad. Nope. Dragon Ball Z is the exact same way. So is I mean, since so is Power Rangers. Say that again. I'm, I'm sorry. Reading. I was I, looking at no, our time. I was just saying, form, <laughs> no, I was just saying, formulaic isn't bad. Like Dragon, every episode of Dragon Ball Z or every at least story arc is the same. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, Goku's gone. I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, Goku does some tasks to get himself back, yep. and then he comes. He can barely beat the guy, but he figures it out. Like every time. That's what was cool about GI Joe and Transformers is they didn't. There were episodes that would end where they were losing, or they lost the day, or they lost the battle, or they weren't always the same formula to get to the end of the show. And you would have, you know, like, I remember, because they would always be continued. Yeah. They would continue, though. And they'd be like, you know, stay tuned for Transformers tomorrow, or see what happened, you know. It ended on cliffhangers. Dude, those killed you when you were a child. Oh, yeah. And be like, until next week. And you'd be like, part one. You're all, oh, as soon as you saw that part one, you're like, oh, my God, I'm in for it now. G.I. Joe (laughs) is the first time for many people around our age, the first time they saw blood on a cartoon was G.I. Joe the movie. 
And I'll never forget G.I. Joe the movie. I'm really young, right? You were too young to remember this. Yeah, probably. But we're sitting there. They showed it on a Saturday afternoon on WUTV Fox 29 out of Buffalo. Yeah. And a lot of the parents sat down to watch it because Don Johnson did the voice for Falcon. Okay. Right? And that was a big deal. Oh, yeah, big time. Mr. Miami Vice. I remember my parents were sitting around just Saturday afternoon watching it, you know. Sir Pentor throws a snake dagger and it hits Duke and goes into him. And it all goes slow motion. And Duke's like, Bruh! It goes in, and blood comes out. Oh, and wow. And every kid in North America just, like, collective gasp. Yes. Like, Duke ended up surviving, of course. But first time ever on any of those type of cartoons. You Seeing saw something like that. I'll never forget that moment. Man. Hell, yeah. It's a big deal. Well, speaking of... Uh, the only reason why Duke survived... Why? The only reason why Duke survived is because after... They were doing the Transformers movie, and they killed off Optimus Prime, and so many kids cried yeah. in the movie theater. They were realizing we can't do this again to another franchise that we have. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that fondly. Yeah, that was that was a big deal, man. Like GI Joe the movie wasn't as big a deal as Transformers the movie. Transformers the movie because it starts off in the first five minutes they kill off like eighty of your favorite characters mm-hmm. you know like on the ship fight on the Ark and stuff yeah, couldn't well, believe that then like, they bring out Unicron where who is this space god of a Transformer planet eating devouring creature you've never heard it the lore ever before within the Transformers yeah. universe yeah and then out here he comes but even before that happens oh and Optimus Prime is dead yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But what was cool was, I actually, now that I'm older and appreciate that, uh, you know, it was hard as a kid to lose Optimus. But now when I look at the story, it's a really cool story with with Rodimus Prime, like Hot Rod. They really wrote it well of him having to deal and struggle with being the leader that he well, didn't want to be or didn't expect to be, right? Well, and yeah, then when he Ultra gets the Madness Matrix... Was wanting to be the, right. the He's like, oh, I'm... The well, that was assumed. Car. It's not like he wanted to. He was just like, this is my duty. Yeah, because I'm a truck, so yeah. I can do it. But then so he I couldn't open the Matrix, right? Yeah. But then, then Rodimus Prime came out. Because I remember mm-hmm. you could get the Hot Rod toy... And then later they came out with Rodimus Prime. Yeah, and then when a cool hatchback type station yeah, wagon. But what that something. all sets up the return of Optimus. Mm-hmm. And the return of Optimus was it's like the whole world went into slow motion. You know what I mean? It was such an epic, epic moment. Never forget it. To bring you guys in, uh, we got a we got a brand new cartoon that we can all love, which is Camp WWE. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? You no. suck, Jarsh. You don't like it? No. <laughs> Camp no. WWE. I think it's wonderful. I do, too. I do, too. This thing is... I don't know if you guys know about this, but this is produced by Seth Green and his animation team. Oh, right on. And they did most of the, uh, they did most of the voice acting over Skype. And like they like they would they would direct these guys over Skype and these guys would be in a in a vocal booth and say all their lines and I mean they had like Vince they were showing during the making of it they had like Vince McMahon in there like they were like we made Vince McMahon laugh oh my god you know they they're like our lives are great now well you know what was really good was uh, believe it or not the uh, Flintstones and the WWE crossover movie did you see that no I didn't see that I know about it no yeah. that you well, said okay, that explain that one you it about take... Scooby-Doo one no I saw the Scooby-Doo one no they did a Flintstone one right and it was all the wrestlers but they just existed at that time remember how they changed the names I, I can't remember any of them but you know they were all they were still their wrestlers but it was in the Flintstones world right and it was really really actually good it was pretty cool it was funny were they I... drawn Flintstone type 
like drawing. It yeah. was the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But updated, exactly what it like was. it was recent. Mm-hmm. The thing that threw me off is uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. You familiar with him? Voice actor. Did Doctor Claw? Or he's doing Doctor Claw now. He's done tons of stuff you would know. Very accomplished voice actor. He did the voice for Barney. Didn't even try to imitate it. It's like he went and tried to do something new. So he had this like high pitched Barney. who was like, "Hey, Fred." And I, I don't know what this guy was thinking because he's a legend. He's yeah, one of the greatest yeah. voice actors that ever existed. And I can't figure out what he was thinking. To make know? that work. So I want to meet him. Just to, I wonder what's up with that Barney you did. Were you just like trying something new? Right, something? right. Because I know you could probably do the original. Like, hey, Fred. You know? How you doing there, yeah, Fred? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> But that was really well done. I was just my kid was watching it, you know. Yeah. So, so all of the all of the wrestlers had like um, rock names. Yeah. So like instead of Mark Henry, you had Marble Henry, and like Vince McMahon was Vince McMagma. <laughs> <laughs> was the Rock the Rock? The Rock's not in it. Okay. Looks like John John Cena Stone. John Cena. Although the only one that didn't was the, Under- the Undertaker was still just the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> How do, how do you change that? Yeah. You can't. He's eternal. It's fine. But uh, with Camp WWE, man, like I, I only watched the first episode. I, I saw the second, second one. It's, it's good. Yeah, still good. Yeah. What's okay. the I haven't seen the second Why one. I just camp? saw the first one. Huh? What's the premise? It's, all right. Well, so, it, it's it's like these. It's it's the WWE stars as either eight year old versions of themselves or camp counselors, and they're at Camp WWE, and Vince is the man in charge, and. The, the premise of this one kind of like John Cena gets homesick and he wants to leave and Vince McMahon doesn't want him to, to you know to leave so they go on this whole thing about like he's chasing him through trying to keep him at the camp and stuff like shows him this like video about why going home sucks and all <laughs> like it's, it's actually really it's, really funny nice, nice. it's like rated R cartoons for kids yeah yeah oh, or not, okay. not for kids yeah for it's adults. not for yeah for this the is teacher like who are the counselors well they have those, some, like they'll have uh, Triple H. He's the he's one of the, guys ca- the yeah he, he yeah he's a counselor. Stephanie's a counselor. Uh, Vince is the one in the, uh, the one in charge. Like is Rick big shows a, a kid. Did you or is Ric Flair just there? I think Ric Flair is just there, but <laughs> he's amazing because they're like oh they want to put uh, Ric Flair with John Cena to kind of like you know teach him why Camp yeah. WWE is awesome. But Ric Flair is just ridiculous in this whole thing. He's sitting there like woo. Are they voicing woo! themselves or yeah. Is yeah. It, oh yeah they all the voice kids, themselves. Well the, yeah some of them the are kids different. Aren't voiced by the actual wrestlers. But if they're like the adult versions, they're voiced by themselves. Probably uh, the regulars yeah. and stuff. But did yeah. you ever watch the old show, the '80s show? That's the cartoon I grew up on. Uh, what the yeah, old '80s so the, WWF yeah. superstars? I've watched, like, oh no, no! You don't even know of it? No, I didn't even know about it. Hey, like, pull up pictures for him to see. On is the it like Hulk Hogan's like rock and wrestling yeah. hours? Yeah. Something yeah. like yeah. that. Really? Yeah. Hogan was a leader. And he had I'm his gang. Work. It was like Hillbilly Jim. Uh, I think Macho Man. Slaughter was on there, I think. Well, Slaughter was on G.I. Joe yeah, and his uh, Dreadnoughts. And the bad guy was Roddy Piper. Yeah. And, you know, the and wacky the, bad the guy sheik. was Roddy Piper and the Sheik. Yeah. You've never seen this? No, dude. I, this I've got the game. I've got cartoon. the game that that's based off of. Because yeah. now that you've said that, I'm like, yeah. I do have WWF, uh, WWF Superstars on three-inch disc or three-and-a-half-inch yeah. disc. It was. Hulk Hogan's Rock each, and Wrestling or something like that. Each disc is a different like fight. And you yeah. have to load to play. No, that was a big show back then. And they had a big, like, monster truck, I think, that they all drove around in together, solving yeah. crimes, nice. helping people, and you know, foiling Roddy Roddy's plans or whatever. Bringing up Sergeant Slaughter, dude, his role in this Camp WWE cartoon oh is so perfect. Nice. Like, every time there's a problem where Vince is like, 
we'll just decimate him. And he goes to hit the button, and like it's Sergeant Slaughter that comes out of a shed with like a rocket launcher, <laughs> <laughs> and like it shows him just like when he's not, you know, when there's no problem, he's just sitting there with the rocket launcher. Like there's a coffee just maker, waiting. a TV. <laughs> he's like looking at his clock, like <sighs> just bored. <laughs> was it? Was it the dreadnought? No, the dreadnoughts were uh, Zartan's bad guys. But who was? Uh, who was Sergeant Slaughter's, like, group? Remember he had, like, a group? It's like the Renegades, Sergeant Slaughter's Renegades or something. They made little action figures out of all of them. It sounds about And one player. of them that you had to order for was Refrigerator Perry. Was one of his characters. Was really? one of his team. And he was on the cartoon. So Sergeant Slaughter went on to G.I. Joe, and then his team was added, and then one of the team was Refrigerator Perry. And he had a big mallet, and he wore, like, his jersey. Why was he Refrigerator pants. Perry? Like, that's, that's, that was an actual William Refrigerator player. Perry, the football player William for the, the Refrigerator Bears? Perry. No, dude, I'm not a sports guy. Oh, dude, he was like a huge <laughs> yeah, like, lineman. Yeah, rock and wrestling, 1985 wrestling, to 1986. Yeah. I like, I like yeah, yeah. fake wrestling. <laughs> James, James Avery, you know Uncle Phil? Yeah, did yeah. He the voice of the Junkyard Dog. What? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. He also but did no, the voice of Shredder in the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 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 he did. He was Shredder. Yeah. Refrigerator Perry was a, a huge football star at the time. Like, no, that's huge. Well, not so, to mention. He was they, they brought him in. At one of the early WrestleManias, they had an NFL versus WWE Battle Royal, and I think Perry yes, won it. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was good times, man. Back when they had fun. Back when yeah. they had fun. Back, you know, gotta get back in time. Speaking of back in time, Leah Thompson's line. She looks amazing. She does. She does. She That's because she goes back in, in time. <laughs> she looks good. She might have went back and replaced herself with her younger self. I think that's something. what's happening. She like she's hit a certain age and figured out time travel, so now yeah. she can constantly go back and recycle herself. Yeah. Just like leaves old versions of herself in random places yeah. in time. Totally. Time <laughs> yeah. Yes. You guys know that's the power of love. That is the power of love. <laughs> you know what else? I want a new drug. I think same as the old drug. One that won't make me sick. <laughs> but maybe one that might make you hard. No. <laughs> wow. Who's uh? Have you, have you guys got to, a chance to meet any of the any of the media guests at all? No. No. We've run into people. But yeah. John, John Bernthal called uh, called Lindsay gorgeous. He's like, hey, gorgeous. And Lindsay's like, oh, all fluttery and shit. I uh, I really do want to get a chance to try to talk to Eldon Henson before the day's out. Foggy, Foggy oh, from Foggy. Uh, Daredevil. Right. He, the, he's wearing a Metallica shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, what I want to talk to this he guy. A mighty Duck. He yeah, was, he was right? one of the yeah. Bash Brothers. Yeah. Fulton Reed. Oh, Fulton yep. Reed. Thank you, Josh. I was waiting for it. You're welcome. Well, hey, five. Ted Woods. Say Ted hello, Woods. Ted Woods. Hello, Ted Woods. Right Hello. <laughs> that joke never gets old, no matter Never gets old. That's a podcasting staple, my friend. Right there. Good times. Yeah. 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 Ask him about the Book of Tarot. The no. what? The what? The no. no. Book of Tarot. Book of Tarot. Oh, his book. No, no. No, that's for later. That'll We'll do an elegant weapon with Ted. He yeah. can ramble <laughs> on about that for an hour later on. That'll be cool. But yeah, so it's good times. Yeah, man. I'm excited for this. I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap up. Oh yeah, I got a hot dog to eat. Getting cold. I over got there. a uh, nice pretzel over there. Oh, so. All right, all right. Well, nice. This concludes uh, part two of the Ninja Starship live part coverage. Two. Part ducks <laughs> live from the Motor City Comic Con floor. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. Have a good one. Pretzel time. Hot dog.
This is a previously recorded episode